This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So now Posey ranges away, and Ballinger throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, it's Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. Let's go. It is episode two, and things are rolling with the Giants. You can't quite put it, uh, put a cap on the road trip yet and say seven and three because they got this funky one-day Monday deal uh, in Milwaukee, but uh, a great series sweep for the Giants. They had to throw a bullpen game in there. They're able to navigate that, and more of those are coming, so we'll get into that for sure. But last year, if there was a criticism, of 107 wins and i don't really understand how there could be but if there was uh you know people said well that you know you got fat on bad teams like the d-backs and rockies and they did but i've always thought a definition of a good team is the one that gets fat on the bad teams and so washington has that look bad team giants did exactly what they were supposed to do it was a get right series for them, mark i mean they pitched they hit they played great defense Everything was clicking. I love what I'm seeing right now from this team. And it seems like even though a guy goes down today, Yastrzemski gets put on the COVID list, Jock Peterson steps up. I mean, has Jock just been such a great shot in the arm for this team? He's got, I believe, five jacks right now. He's batting well over 350. And he just looks like a perfect San Francisco Giant. And I'm just, I'm loving where they're at right now. Once again, you know, we, we, we yell and scream, go get this guy for... 75 mil go get this guy for 125 mil and Farhan's like I'm gonna get him for six and uh and and here he is right there among the league leaders I know it's obviously early but yeah Jock Peterson his smile his swag that's working what's working most of all though uh Joe I I I tell you what I am amazed um I'm not a stat guy but sometimes when there's a stat and it just hits you in the face you're like hold on we got to talk about this this ball club now in 16 games has given up seven home runs. You are getting less than a homer every two days against this pitching staff. Let me tell you something. That is just a very, very simple recipe for success. Keep the other team from hitting the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about the starting pitching and how good it's been this year. What about this bullpen? Mark, this bullpen has a like 175 ERA through three weeks of baseball. And they face some pretty good teams. Like I'm telling you, the Mets are going to be there at the yeah. end. The Padres are going to be there. You don't think that's a good lineup with Nelson Cruz and Juan Soto? Like, I'm sorry. Like those, those guys got some hitters in there. So I love where they're at right now. What's crazy about this is Disclafani's given up the most earned runs this year. You know who's number two? Logan Webb. No and way. Logan Webb 
is is still pitching really good. And he said in post game, you know, I just don't have my best stuff. Oh, look out if he doesn't have his best stuff. Um, I, I tell you what, yeah, he, um, you know, he he gave up uh, the home run in uh, in game three of that series, uh, which obviously, I mean, it's going to knock the stats a little out of whack. Um, but I, I think outside of that game in New York, Logan looks like himself, mm. true horse backed up by Rodon. I mean, all, you know, keeping the ball in the ballpark. And then let me throw one more at you. Um, three walks in the whole series. Mm. So, I, I mean, it's to the point where you start to wonder, okay, what exactly is the, the secret sauce? Because that series, 22 strikeouts against three walks, only seven home runs in, in 16 games. I, I I don't I don't necessarily even know exactly what to point to that leads to stats like that because they're unbelievable. But the pitching staff from top to bottom, even with the injuries to the starting staff right now, the pitching staff is is flat out dominant. And what we know about baseball, that may not be where the flash is, but if you pitch like that, my gosh, you, I mean, they're going to win a lot of games with numbers like that. And they have a multiplicity of arms. We've talked so much about the bullpen. They showed some guy on Friday, Junis. I never even heard of the guy. He's getting three different pitches over for a strike on first pitch counts. Like, it's it's incredible. Let's talk about Alex Wood for a second. You know that since he was acquired, there are five guys that have more wins in baseball. Their teams have more wins in baseball than just Alex Wood and the San Francisco Giants. And one of them happens to be his teammate, Logan Webb. That's how good this guy has been for the San Francisco Giants. We talked so much about Rodon, and obviously we talked about Logan. Alex Wood has been outstanding for this team, and it goes under the radar. Love this signing from Farhan. He looks really good early on. Okay, that said, while we're on the starting pitching, and then we'll get to the unwritten rules thing, which has now come up twice already in just 16 games with the Giants. But uh, while we're on the starting pitching, uh, in a stretch like this where they're the off day they were supposed to have Monday turns into a one-day trip to Mm -hmm. Milwaukee, Uh, then you got the A's, and then you're right back on the road again, and you're starting to get into the real meat. Uh, yes, you do have uh, you do have Washington coming in this weekend, but right back on the road against the Dodgers and then St. Louis, Colorado, some big time teams, some division mates, and you've got Desclafani on the injured list, Cobb on the injured list. It's great that Webb and Wood and Rodon are doing their thing, but how does the starting rotation handle this with two fifths gone? It's I think it's a great question. I mean, are we going to get a chance to see Tyler Beatty's last stand? Is uh, that is that I, I know I can't believe we're actually there. Sammy Long, you know, for a couple innings here and there, I think he can be a band-aid. I don't think he's a long, you know, long-term solution. Do they make a under the radar trade or an acquisition? I, I don't ever rule that out with Farron. He loves day trading on the back end of that roster. Um, but I think you're gonna see this Junis guy, and I think you're gonna see Sammy Long get an opportunity, even if it's just like two or three innings to start a game, get through that lineup one time. Like right now, they got the hogs, and, and good for, good thing that they do because they're gonna need these other guys, and then eventually down the line, Carlos Martinez. We got to see where this guy's at because we might need him. And Matthew Boyd, don't forget Matthew Boyd by midseason. I mean, they 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 planned for this. I just don't think they planned for this two weeks in. No. You know, so they may have to be uh, a little patchwork for a little while. A um, couple other issues in this series. Obviously, we spent a lot of time talking about the Padres and the unwritten rules flap. Mm that took place in week one. Here it comes again. Davey Martinez didn't dance around it. 
said the team was absolutely ticked off and it was centered around Tyro Estrada uh, stealing and then trying to take extra bases in the ninth inning of a seven to one game. Uh, again, for me, Gabe Kapler comes up with the point that ends all other points, which is we scored seven runs in one inning in that game. We scored seven runs in one inning. Why can't you score seven runs in one inning? Joe, I, I know we're sitting here on a Giants podcast and people are going to take it a certain way. I, I, but I just, I don't, I don't get it. I'm so done with this. Th- these, are, these are professional athletes making bajillions of dollars. And we are supposed to tiptoe around uh, having a big lead uh, to preserve their feelings. Is that really what we're talking about here? Feelings of big league athletes? Pros, pros at, at the highest level of competition. And let me check the notes. You said it uh, in a game where the Giants scored seven runs in one inning. Like the, here's the thing that drives me nuts. I'm watching that game and, and I'm watching Estrada. There's two outs. He decides he's going to take off because no one's covering the bag. It just so happens they hit a little bloop single into kind of the Bermuda triangle, if you will. He doesn't even stop. He's just going to come all the way around. He still gets thrown out at home. Totally. And then for some reason, it goes to commercial break. We come back and Estes is like, hey, the Nats took umbrage with it. I'm like, here we go again. And as he's showing the replay, Juan Soto is chopping a ball down to Brandon Belt and running like he is going to take out Bo Jackson <laughs> at first base. And I'm saying to myself, well, wait a minute. So you're up six and the game should be over, but Juan Soto's still playing hard. Are we supposed to play hard? I can't keep up with this bingo card of when I'm allowed to try hard and when I'm not. It, it's it's driving me insane, and I love that Kapler has his team's back. Yeah, it's, it is it is simple. It's as simple as that for me. If one side's trying, the other side's trying. But let's go bigger picture for a second. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you believe that this could end up in a bad spot? The Giants right now are on track at some point this year to be the most hated team in baseball. So what? I mean, like, I'm at the point now where, like, the formula is how they're going to win. Like, we're not the Dodgers. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is – we're going to win in the margins. And here's where the true litmus test will be. When the Giants are up seven, eight, nine runs on a team and someone does that to them, I want to see if they hold – firm and i think they will but i, I want to no see them doubt. hold firm to their convictions about how they say hey we have no problem with someone else doing it you know what here's the thing i would say to people you don't like it get them out like i'm sick of hearing about these crybabies this is not my third grade little league team all right one soto's looking for 400 million bucks boo-hoo if you don't like estrada trying to steal a bag up six in the ninth get over yourself it's a classic argument right like you'll hear someone say what example are we setting for younger athletes it's like well uh, first of all, there are differences in youth sports uh, yes. and, and professional sports. And second of all, if what you're really worried about is setting an example for young athletes, then arguing, fighting, yeah. throwing balls at one another on the field, probably not the example you want to set. I just think it, this is a spot where we take pro sports and take it to a very not fun place where oh. it, like it's like nobody nobody is doing anything to you. A player started running towards exactly. second base. Like to take that personally, I just, I don't know. This is another area where I've started to build up quite honestly, quite a bit of pride in the fact that Gabe Kapler is the manager of this team. I think he's captured the emotion perfectly. And I think he pushes the envelope in an innovative way. Yes. And this is another one of those examples. And I really hope that this actually leads to some change with the way baseball players look at their own game. 
You know, it's interesting. I heard from somebody you know, yesterday. They go, you know, in the era of player empowerment, isn't it kind of nice where everyone's load managing and not playing and trying to strategically screw you out of your buck when you pay for a ticket, you know, with your family? Wow, what a novel concept. You're playing all the way through when I show up. That's what I want as the consumer. I want to see these guys batting in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning with stakes on the line. So I actually love it, and I want to see more teams employ it. The other issue that comes out of this series, though, for sure, is a guy that we, you know, we did in our last episode. We did three up, three down, and one of our up was Joey Bart because we've been very excited with the way that he's been able to handle the pitching staff, excited by some of the pop that he's shown, already getting the ball over the fence a couple of times. But let's also call this what it is. My gosh, man, he's been a strikeout machine. Uh, the numbers up to the minute, 21 strikeouts in 43 plate appearances, and that's just that's plate appearances, right? If you're just talking about at bats, he's striking out in over half of his at bats. I know that the strikeout is not what it used to be, and we accept it more on a different level. But at the same time, um, you know, it it, it starts to feel. Um, I'll tell you. I'll put it this way. I, I I immediately start to see why the Giants are batting him ninth. Um, whenever they put him out there, it feels like they kind of knew that this was coming, that he's a guy that was going to strike out a lot. Well, you know, he's got 16 just the last seven games alone, right? Yep. The batting average is under 100 in the last seven games. So he's not squaring the ball up. There, there's just no other way to, to, to put it. He's, he's not putting the ball in play. He's getting overpowered. But I'm going to pump the brakes. This is a young player. This is two and a half weeks in. You know, he's caught pretty much every day, but I believe two games thus far. Maybe he's got a little adjustment that he needs to make to the rest of the league. Let's see where he's at at the end of the month. And if it's still an issue, I think then we can maybe kind of come with a resolution. But right now, I think he needs and has earned the opportunity to keep going out there and try to break this streak. And maybe it'd be nice to just, you know, bust out with a two for four game or a three for five game. That would be really good for him. Well, you, you do wonder where this is headed. Uh, there's been much conversation about Joey Bart not being a Farhan Zadi draft pick and the fact that Farhan came in and with his first rounder in his first year grabs Patrick Bailey, so he's got another catcher on the come. Now, uh, that's fine, but I, they don't have any other options this year. Yeah. Uh, this year, they do not have any other options, so it's one of those things that you're just going to have to ride out and, and, like you said, throw a little patience at it Mm -hmm. uh, we know they love to develop at the major league level. So you keep working with them and you see what you can get out of Joey this year. And if it's good catching and home runs here and there and a 210 average, it's not the end of the world. Uh, yeah. Not in this baseball. It used to be. But we know batting average isn't the thing anymore. Yeah. Um, and then and then you see where it goes from there, you know. But I, I just think this is what you're, you're right about the patience, especially this year. Because I don't, I don't know exactly where it is the Giants are supposed to turn if Joey Bart's not their main guy back there. I mean, we have to see what this card is. Like, we have to flip this thing over and just kind of let it play itself out. The other thing that I would say is this is kind of just a streaky team. I, I think a couple of these guys are going to frustrate fans. Brandon Belt's been a streaky player throughout his career. Brandon Crawford has been a streaky player throughout his career. Yastrzemski up and down in, in the early season. Ruff's in a deep abyss right now. Like, this is not exclusive to just Joey Bart, but it doesn't look good. And you can't defend it when it's been this overwhelming. Do you know what's wild, though? We sit here and worry about the hitting. Do you know off the top of your head how many teams in the major leagues have scored more runs than the Giants this year? Do you know the answer? No, I don't. What is it? Two. 
Two teams have scored more runs than the San Francisco Giants this year. One of them is the Mets, and they've played one more game. And the other one is, yeah, you guessed it. I don't even need to tell you. It's the Dodgers. The Dodgers and the Giants already have the two best records, uh, or I should say two best run differentials in baseball, again, just, just like they did last year. Yeah. You know, real quick while we're on the subject, I'm more concerned with Darren Ruff than Joey Bart right now. Mm. I, 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 they need Ruff. I think Ruff is more important to what they want to do this year. I actually, I'm cool with Ruff. I think, you know, if okay. you go back a couple of weeks, man, that guy has had a lot of hard hit outs. Yes. He's got, I think he's gotten oracled a few times mm-hmm. in left center field. I know it doesn't look as good as it did last year. They're asking for more of him this year. Yeah. Um, I still, I, I still think we're looking, uh, we're, we're looking for some good things from, uh, from Ruff this year.